Welcome to the Healing Courageously podcast, where we engage in open, honest, and healthy conversations about everything from addiction, abuse, and recovery, to marriage, family, and spirituality. We hope you find this podcast helpful. Our goal is that you will find a new way of living as you look closer at yourself in these areas of your life, which will lead to a new and happier and healthier you. Now, here's your host, Randy Boyd. Well, greetings and welcome to this episode of Healing Courageously. Okay. <laughs> he gets so carried away with his healing courageously. I had to do it earlier because I, I just had to do it. I know. To irritate I know. you. Yeah, I right? you, did, right? you did a good job. So yeah, right. So, so, well, okay. Today. Well, it's, it's February. February is the month of love. Really? Yeah. And you better start loving me, woman. Oh, my God. I love you every day. Well, so, I don't. We, we got to start out the month of love with some music, though. Yeah, that's right. Love Kathy and her music and her love music, you know. Hey, I but last week we had uh, uh, Alyssa and Jared on talking about um, patient patient love. love. Patient love. love. Yeah, we're in the month of love, so it's the four P's of love. Yep. And this week we have another special guest. They are us. special they are too. Special. They were they're, they're special they're, to me. They're kind of a rock stars. Yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah. They are, they're, they're the, the ones we brag about quite yeah, often. Quite often we brag about. Them. So today we have Chris and Alicia joining us all the way from Alabama. Hi, guys. Alabama. Alabama. Roll Tide. Yeah, there you go. So what we're going to do today is we're going to talk with Chris and Alicia on practical love. Right. So we've done patient, patient love. love. Now we're going to go to practical love. And so practical love, people might think, well, what the heck is practical love? And uh, it's one of those things that I don't think we think about on a regular basis is how are we practical in our love? And Chris and Alicia have a beautiful story. Yes, they do. And they have learned to, um, they've learned how to be patient in love. They've mm -hmm. learned how to pursue in love. They've had to persevere in love, yeah. which are our other topics. But being practical in love, I think, is one of those areas that we don't always think about. So, you guys, why don't you tell us, um, you guys are currently living in Alabama. How and why are you there? Um, we used to all go to church together in the same area, all of us in California. And now a bunch of us have split out to, I think God sent us out is, is really what happened. So, why don't you guys share about your move, how that came about, um, and how that kind of ties into being practical in your love. Whoever wants to start. I'll start, I guess. So um, we decided one day that we were going to move across the country. We had thought about it. Uh, that was something that we wanted to do. First, we looked at Texas and I'm a school teacher. So it was like, um, they have really expensive insurance. <laughs> so, so we just started looking and my mom had mentioned Alabama and we're like, Alabama, well, that's weird but they have teacher insurance here. Mm -hmm. And so we kept looking into it. We visited and we kind of fell in love with the area, um, more of the Huntsville area. We're in the Florence area, which is um, west. Northwest. Alabama. Yeah, northwest. We're 11 miles Very from- northwest. Yeah, 11 miles from Tennessee. And how close to Mississippi? About 20 minutes. Yeah. So we're, we're in the corner. Yeah, we're in the, the <laughs> corner, which is nice. So- <laughs> we just started looking at houses of what we wanted um, and 
we prayed about it. We prayed a lot about it before we even made any decision at all. We prayed first. I think I think we spent before we even started looking uh, at places that we were going to move. I think we spent about a year praying and making sure that it was the decision that God had wanted for us um, because we knew that we had both tried to do things on our own, you know, through our own will and our own control in life and it never really worked out when we did it that way. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we just started yeah. looking and um, literally just whatever popped up in the area from Huntsville, which is what, an hour, two hours away from us. No, no, all no. the way down to Birmingham and up kind of what it, cause we were looking for acreage and certain thing. And, um, at that mm -hmm. time, the housing market was hot. And so you didn't even have time to think about it. It was like now or never. And so there was a lot that kind of, we, the ones that I really, really wanted got away from us. And then this one popped up and yeah. we're like, all right, let's just put a bid on it. We were not the highest offer and, uh, we got the house, but now that we're here, it's the house God had for us because all the other ones were nowhere near as nice and as beautiful and well, perfect for us and what we needed. Yeah. And, and the, the couple that sold us our house, <clears throat> they were very, you know, God fearing, you know, church going people. They prayed for us. They, they walked the perimeter of their property, prayed over their property and just asked God to bring in another family big family um, that went to church and just wanted to be planted here. And so win-win, I guess, you know? Yeah. That's beautiful. So I know you guys have had some, um, I'm just kind of jumping in. Uh, you guys have had, you guys have had a journey uh, from the time you guys started dating uh, until you married. And of course, Alabama is the most recent of your journey. Um, <laughs> you know, through those obstacles, and I'll just let you guys kind of take it from there, from through the ups and downs in that we all have in our marriages and in relationships, how are you guys able to find that balance of practical love? I mean, you can, you can have all these other things going on in your life, but, and you did, you had quite a few things going on in your life, but how are you able to find that balance? Um, yes, and especially, you know, in your recovery time that through the ups and downs that happened in that i mean i know we work real close with both of you and um there's a lot that ups and downs at first that you guys went through and and it, it took a lot of patience you know patient love you know you had to be practical about a lot of it too you know I mean, how are we going to work through this what am i going to do and again it, you, everything was god focused so that was he was at the center of everything mm -hmm. absolutely Mm -hmm. um, if he wasn't, then none of you guys wouldn't be here. Yeah. Wouldn't be talking to us. So, yeah. You know, so yeah. tell us a little bit about that and how the, the practicality of love helps you through all that. Well, um, I guess going back to sort of the beginning of, you know, where we were um, after dating for a while, you know, I was hiding a large part of my life and so when all of that you know god brings everything in into the light mm -hmm. so when he brought that into the light and and exposed me um she i think had a part of herself that understood when i finally you know explained what i had been hiding my whole life 
um, that she had that, you know, you, all right, you know what, if, if you want to, if you want me, if you want us to work out, then you have to make a choice. And I think part of that was an action step. And that's what we, you know, at first, like, what, what the heck is practical love? You don't know what it is. So yeah. The way I figured it out is a lot of, um, I go and Google, what are the synonyms for practical love? And so one of those is, you know, action, mm -hmm. action is practical love. And I think throughout our whole relationship really has a lot, been a lot of action steps right. on his part, my part mm -hmm. together, you know, starting off, it was, he started going to recovery and met Randy and Randy just took him under his wing. And, you know, that's when we, I saw Jesus was through Randy. It was just mm -hmm. the, the love that he had for Chris just to literally make sure that he was okay and he didn't need or want anything in return. Right. And I went with him to support him because he was jacked up, right? We always tell these stories us women. She was, she was perfect. <laughs> they were the problem. <laughs> yeah, I hear it all the time. <laughs> they were the problem, but soon enough, it was... I was also a problem for myself. And um, so just realizing that and working through that and just kind of taking those action steps every single day. And I think doing that and communicating right. that with each other is, you know, when we do things, we do it together. So it's even now when we do church things, we might join a small group or we may join something but we make sure that we are doing church things together mm -hmm. and that's how we stay together. We, we right. know, you know, what's important, but it's always together. Even if we're doing it separately, like recovery is my journey and his journey, mm -hmm. but we're, we're doing it together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think, it, go ahead. It, it, well, I, you know, I, I just remember the, the first night that Chris came in the first time I met you, Alicia, that Chris didn't even know about God. I mean, if I remember right, it's like, oh, who's God? What's good? You know, what's all this? Mm -hmm. and, and and I remember you, Alicia, you were even, I don't know, I want to go back to church and because you've been to some churches and you go, I don't know about this church stuff anymore. You know, and it was just like, okay, well, you know, it's, we're here and if you want to come, you come. And, and it, the transformation that took place, um, Again, you know, we've been walking with Chris and Alicia for uh, several years. You know, Kathy and I look at any kind of recovery or helping people is this, is that. First Corinthians 1.18 says this. It's taught to cross to those that are perishing is foolishness, but to those of us that believe it's, it's power. So when we meet people, we want to know where they're at. And I think that's, if I, if I can remember right, that's also a correct, um, what, um no um attracted you guys oh, attracted, yeah. to us and cr because yeah. we were pushing we weren't we weren't pushing out we just wanted you guys to be okay right yeah right and i think that's a message that really needs to get out to a lot of people because too many people want to want to shove stuff down your throat and that's not right and, yeah. and you get you guys have come so far i mean you really you guys are um you, you, we brag about you a lot. Mm -hmm. We, we really you. do, just because of the yeah. journey that you went on and and where you guys are at today. I mean, mm -hmm. it's unbelievable. So, yeah. I think for me, when I think about this too, Alicia, you hit it on the head. You know, the practical is uh, taking action. 
practical doesn't have to be a big thing. It can be right. a combination of a bunch of small things. And I think yeah. that's what's really important to remember is that, you know, love is hard already to love somebody and to give yourself to somebody. There's a lot of work that's action. There's action in that, but we don't need to make it hard. We can take small practical steps, small action steps um, to build on that love. And I know that one of the things um, I want to talk about, because this is, you mentioned communication, Alicia, too, is how important communication is. And that's just one of those small little action steps that you have yeah, to take to, it's, very important. it's actually um, very important. It, it, it's, yeah. a, it's a, important, but it's a small component of what is necessary to have a healthy relationship. But Alicia, mm -hmm. I want to talk to you before we go into the, the bigger part of the family is that period of time um, when you found out you were pregnant with the twins. and what where were you what i mean i know where you were but share a little bit about that and how what what got you through that because i think that too was a bunch of little practical steps of love for yourself practical yeah. steps of love for your kids and practical steps of love for chris there was a lot of little stepping going on during that time so share a little bit about that um that journey and how you got through that um, well, it was, uh, we had mono mono twins, so they were in the same sack. So that meant that their cords could get wrapped around each other. Um, of course us, right? Like God just brings the most craziest things when you're like in, when you're in it with him, he will bring you things that, and just call for your obedience. Mm -hmm. So that was just a time of, of OP obedience. I actually prayed over your daughter and son-in-law to have the twins, but so I don't know what, what happened there. God must have those communications lines crossed. God's but... funny though. He's, he's... I'll be careful what you pray for. Okay. Even if for somebody yeah. else. <laughs> so it saying, was, pray, pray, I mean, for other, pray that other people get what you want is what they say. So <laughs> Yeah, you just gotta be careful. Don't pray. Don't don't put don't lay hands if you ain't yeah. want yeah. them to come back. <laughs> so it was just a um, it was a crazy time. Like I I I'm a runner, so when scary things happen to me, um, I want to run. Like as I want to run and run as far as I can and not deal with it. Throw it under a rug and just keep going. And this was something I could not throw under a rug and there was just a night one night I stayed up really late and was like I, I can't do this God I don't know what you're doing and he gave me this vision of a bus crash and I was just trying to get away from this bus crash that happened and I realized there's nowhere for me to go like they're inside of me I can't go anywhere there's nowhere to go so it just, we were doing the freedom group study. And when in that study, there was something about Mary and how she never asked questions, never asked anything. And there was a question in there and it just said, I'm asking for your obedience, not for your understanding. And I've been trying to understand why this happened to me. And he wasn't asking me of that. He wasn't asking me to understand why me. He was just asking me to be obedient to what he was calling me to do. Mm -hmm. And so it just like changed me. And so I just started to write down every single Bible verse that I could that had any kind of promise to it on a three by five ring card. Mm -hmm. And anytime I was scared, anytime I would bring that thing out and I would just read those cards and I would memorize verses. I memorized 
He did not give me a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. And every time I was scared, I would repeat that over and over and over again. Anytime I would go to, I had to have ultrasounds, what, like once a week? Mm -hmm. Anytime I went in there, because you just didn't know they had a 50-50 chance of survival. Um, so you just never knew if you were going to go in and, and not know if they were still alive. And so I would go in, you did not bring me this far to bring me this far. And I would just repeat those things over and over again. And she was in the hospital this whole time. Well, not the whole time, but that was the beginning well, of it. I guess from what, week 20? Yeah. Week 24. Week 24 to week 36. Yeah. But I just knew God's got me through worse. Mm -hmm. So if he didn't get me through this and the twins never made it to pass, that I would get through it. He would get me through this. He, he's gotten me through other things. So I, he would get me through this. Good or bad, mm -hmm. he would get me through it. And so it was just a reliance on God that be, I couldn't run from. I couldn't choose something else. I'm, a, I'm good at planning to have like a, a backup. Where's my exit where I can exit and have a backup just in yeah. case it doesn't work out. And this was a no backup. There was nothing. So he took all of that from me. And it was a, the, one of the biggest learning experiences I've ever had. And you've probably ever had. Yeah. I mean, it, it, when we, when we first got married, well, Shortly before we got married, when we got engaged, it was, you know what? I, I love her more than anything in the world. I want to spend the rest of my life with her. She's giving me two amazing kids. Um, and, you know, and we're good. And then as soon as we got engaged, we found out that we were pregnant. And then it was, okay. All right. Well, I guess we're going to have a baby together. That wasn't our twins. And that, and that wasn't <laughs> our twins. And, okay, you know what? God, you know, okay, thank you for giving me, you know, my a, a flesh and blood, you know, one that has my last name. I guess we'll have three wonderful kids. And then when we got pregnant with the twins, it was, God, what, is, what do you want from me? <laughs> I mean, like five, like, I don't even know what to do with five. I, I don't know, you know, and so it was, okay, no matter what, He's in control. He will only give us something that we can handle, that he knows that we can handle. Even though I didn't think that we could handle it, you know, our my folks still tell me all the time, I don't know how you guys do it. Mm -hmm. I, I really don't know how you guys do it. I'm like, I don't know. You just do it. I mean, yeah. You, you, yeah. what are you going to do? Just, you can't run, you know, you can't just leave. You can't send them back. <laughs> <laughs> you can't give them back. Yeah. So I spent, you know, from 24 weeks until they were born at 34 weeks in the hospital every single day I lived there. And I think yeah. part of that practical love was um, like the effort that was put into it. Like he could have stayed home with the kids and we had lots of help. We had my mom. So it was great. But yeah. every single day he drove up to the hospital, which was a 30, 30 40, 30 minute drive from our house. But every day he made that effort and step to make sure I wasn't alone every single day so I knew he was coming up the kids were going to come up to do their homework mm -hmm. and so that was like you know something that he could do even though things were out of control of our control there were still things within our control that we could do for mm -hmm. each other and for ourselves and I you know just to piggyback off that I think that being in in recovery I mean, I was only, 
gosh, less than two years sober at that point. I think somewhere around there, maybe a little bit more than that. But it was, okay, am I not going to go to the hospital and see my wife, who I love, and spend time with our family, working on that communication, enjoying that family time, and stay home alone, you know, where maybe over time, it's you're just opening up doors, you're opening up opportunities for the enemy to get at me, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and so there's there's the for me mentally, it was okay, I, I want to spend every moment I have with her because she's my best friend, mm-hmm. and my wife, or do I stay home and allow, you know, that loneliness to start to kick in and then you know the enemy just gets at you yeah you know that's good so it was it was okay now we're gonna go to the hospital even though there were days trust me there were days where i was like that's a 30 minute drive every day there and back that's a pain in the butt Mm -hmm. and you know we're we're there until what eight or nine at night yeah you know and then getting up getting the kids ready for school you know yeah we we had help but you know, long days of work. There were days where I'm like, okay, I'm just so tired. But it's like, once again, I, I want to see my wife. Mm-hmm. I want to spend that family time. The only time that we can have family time is at the hospital. So we're going to do it there. Right. Yeah. Okay. That's good. So, life. Yeah. Yeah. And so now I have the question because we have twins who were born they were in the hospital for a while. They are healthy and crazy little boys, just typical toddlers. You have your yes, two older right. kids and then you have Connor. So there's five kids in your home. There mm-hmm. has got to be some practical love going on in that house because I'm sure yeah. you both are working. You'll have a business. Alicia, you're working mm-hmm. out of the home. Chris has got the business on at the home site. Um, yeah. What kind of practical tips do you have for for families, I mean, whether they have two kids or five kids or, you know, eight kids, it doesn't really matter. You've got to find some practical ways to show love, not only to yourselves, but to yeah, your kids. That's important. And that's one thing I think that we, you know, we've got to remember is that we're training and raising our kids how to be a husband, how to be a wife. So what how are some, to be a father, how, how to be a father, a how to be a mother, you know, mm-hmm. how to, how to parent. So what are some practical ways or, or things that you guys have um, found for yourselves that works for you that you can maybe share with others? Well, I mean, it, we don't always do our best. <laughs> sometimes it's hard. And that's there good. Are that's good where, that's, you're being honest. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it's like, I just need a moment, you know, of, of quietness, you know? Um, it's like, you know, it was, it's so random because it's uh, every now and now, now and then she's like I think I'm gonna go take a bath yeah I take a lot of baths <laughs> a lot of baths <laughs> but you but... know there's nothing wrong with that though there, there's there has no. to be some self-care yeah. and love for yourself so Absolutely. and yeah. you're also showing the kids how how to do self-care in those moments too right. so that's not all bad I think that you know with with the three little boys so being having the two old, older ones they're kind of at that age where you know it's they're like teenagers now. So they do do more of, you know, I'm going to hang out, you know, by myself. Well, our daughter likes, like, yeah, they, they like to hang out by themselves. All the Not all the time, but trying to, you know, with the little ones, we, we try to play with them a lot, you know, 
Um, so we, 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 we try not to pass up a chance to play with them. You know, just today, uh, Noah and I, we went and took him shopping. He's been asking to do that. So I went and he had some gift cards. So we spent that time. Um, she likes to go shopping with her daughter. Yeah. Um, she likes to spend that time with her, having that mom and daughter time. Um, so we do try to, um, as it's hard some days because some days it's just crazy, you know, five kids running around, three of them little. Um, but we do try to spend that time with them. And then they also help out a lot too. Yeah, uh, our older ones help, help out. A lot. But we've like implemented, like we would like to do more of this. We haven't done a whole lot of it, but once it becomes eight o'clock, we put the little ones to bed at 7.30ish. Yeah we'll lock our door and we'll just tell the other kids it's mommy and daddy time and we need time and you guys can go do whatever yeah. you want. And so we yeah. put the little ones to bed and the older two and we're just like, okay, peace. And we'll all watch a movie or do other fun stuff. I was just going to ask, a, I was just going to ask that question. You know, what do you guys do for mommy and daddy time? Now we know yeah. other fun stuff. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. stuff. Lock the door. And they'll knock on the door and we'll say, go away. Like we don't even answer. Yeah. We're like, go away. This is our time. It's eight o'clock. We need our time too. And so by putting the little ones down, we still have it. And so we'll have at least a couple hours before we go to bed or fall asleep that yeah. we just, even if it's just watching a movie together in our room with each other, we'll do that. And we just, and we try to do date night. Um, one of the things that was so important for us when we moved here, coming from you guys and, and our community that we had there, we had a marriage group and we just know how important community is for mm -hmm. our marriage. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the first thing that we did, we might've joined some groups. First off church, we know church is where we belong. Right. So we found a church that we could call home and we started to, we attend regularly. We do that because God is the center of our lives. Right. But we do that because we know we need community. Mm -hmm. We can't do this life alone. Oh. So we joined, our first thing that we did, we tried to join, um, just a, he joined a man's group. group. I joined a woman's group. But first thing we did was find a marriage group. Yeah. Um, and so we joined a marriage group first. And that came that's something yeah. we did on Sundays, every other Sunday, and we were making new friends with our marriage group. It was actually a blended families marriage group. Yeah. Right. So yeah. it was like a lot of them, like they had all gone through what we've gone through. Yeah. So there was a lot of similarities. And we're like, oh, I totally know what you're saying. You know, mm -hmm. it was, right. And it was, yeah. And, and it was a chance to actually kind of have like a date night. Yeah. So, and so we did that with each other. And I mean, we're blessed enough. I mean, we have both. My mom and dad live in the backyard, so some days it's great, some days it's a lot. In the backyard and doghouse sounds yeah. like. There, there is a there is a house in the backyard. Yeah. They just don't like it. pitch a tent. Then <laughs> oh, there is a house back there too. Yeah. <laughs> so as we kind of close this up, um, first of all, I appreciate you guys doing this. We love you guys. I know you know that, and we miss you. Um, you guys had one tip that you would like to share um on how you know what is one of your favorite things to do for practical love with each other the two of you together um what would that be 
I mean, for me, it's easy. It's it's not going anywhere or you know spending money on each other. It's uh, just talking to each other. A lot of a lot of people, I, I feel like, and I, I could be wrong, but I think a lot of people get stuck in their own their own either social media or their own kind of schedule. Yeah. Um, for us, we don't ever, I don't think, have a problem talking about our days to each other, talking about our jobs, talking about church, talking about anything, mm-hmm. you know, the, what's going on in the world, you know, our plans for, you know, a, a future recovery program, you know, we genuinely enjoy just being around each other, but we have to continuously work on that by communicating. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, I would say that. Um, for us, it's just whatever, because we have been in recovery, uh, I know myself better. And I know when I start to be stressed out mm-hmm. or I'm, you know, I know when I need to go back to recovery, when I'm like, okay, we moved here, we haven't found a recovery yet. I know myself, <laughs> I have to go find one for me because I'm seeing old patterns. Yeah pop up in myself where, you know, I'll let myself to get too stressed out or different things like that. So I'm able to verbalize that with him too, is like, Hey, I'm stressed mm-hmm. out. It has nothing to do with you. This is my stress that I'm carrying from work or wherever. So I think just that, and just doing life together, uh, church, we make sure like that's why we love celebrate recovery so much is just because it's such a family thing when we do it we're doing it together. And so for like everything we do, we, we do it together. It's, it's important Mm -hmm. for us to keep that togetherness, that, that community with others, but it's also with us ourselves. We're not off doing separate things at our church. It's us together doing something together and and going together. You know, when, 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 uh, when we first, got engaged we went through the uh wasn't interrogation by you two it was like the marriage <laughs> counseling <laughs> but one thing that you always told me was don't let that fire burn out yeah you know mm-hmm. and so we are intentional but I, I, I know that she's so busy with her work. She's starting a new job. She's starting a new career down here. That stress level can get high, you know. And for me, we're, you know, working on starting our, our business. But we have to be intentional in spending that time of just communicating and, you know, spending quality time together. And so I think we really are intentional about scheduling that time. Sometimes it's hard. I mean, there are times where I'm just like, we need to spend more time together. She goes, yes, we need to spend more time together. Then we look at each other and go, when? Yeah. (laughs) You know, say, okay, well, let's just pull out our calendar. Let's just schedule it. Yeah. It can be easy as going to bed together. Yeah. Because that sometimes Mm -hmm. is hard. Like he'll be working on the business stuff and I'm going to bed early because I wake up early. So it's him saying, all right, I'm going to be, I'm going to make sure I make it to bed with you on time. Yeah, right. I, I, I think I that's really that's really important. Kathy and I coming up on forty years, believe it or not. Crazy. Um, we have gone to bed together 
almost yeah. every single night, except for while I was up studying when I was in school or whatever. But right. I think that's a really important thing. As a matter of fact, a lot of real practical, a lot of marriage gurus mm -hmm. will tell you that's one of the most important mm -hmm. things you can do is to go to bed together every night. All right. Yeah, I think there's right. a few times when he's had surgery or something where you had to sleep in a, in a chair versus the bed. But other than that, yeah. That's because that you kicked me out of bed. Uh, Come on. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I went on I mean, but it's, it's so true. I mean, even, even when we just started the business and we had a couple of really big jobs and I, I, I was, my mind was so focused on doing, you know, getting these jobs done. I was almost starting to put that ahead of us. You know, because yeah. my mind was just there wanting to build our business. Okay, yeah. well, our business will grow as God has it intended. Yeah. Our relationship and our marriage comes first. Yeah. And that's yeah. true. Anything that's new, you get excited for, and then you want to push to right. get it done. Right. I, yeah. I can't remember who I was listening to recently, and it was about marriage and uh, prioritizing marriage. And when you get married, your spouse's spouse is your number one priority over everything. Mm -hmm. I mean, this and it's biblical, right? I mean, right. this guy went into the scripture. I mean, it's like so. Anything we put, like we say, anything we put before before our recovery, we're gonna lose, right? Well, mm -hmm. if we put stuff before our spouse, we're gonna lose them. Maybe not physically, but we can. We have the potential to lose them emotionally and yeah. spiritually. So and maybe physically. Yeah, and, and in today's busy world, it's hard to, you know, that can happen really easy, I guess. Yeah, I think it just really, what it, like you guys are doing a great job. You're yeah. being intentional. You're coming back to just practical things to, that work for you guys right now. I mean, there's going to be a period of time where you won't have kids at home. That's a while away. Right. But doing practical things now is what's going to hold your marriage and, and build it and make it stronger. So yeah. I appreciate that. You guys, yeah. thank you so much for for letting us pick on you <laughs> and oh, joining us you. today. Um, we're going to close so out with just a huh? oh, yeah. I said we're so proud of you guys. Oh, thank, you. thank you. Thank you. I feel like we're on like celebrity in the <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So um, just got a little bit of things that we got to finish here. Um, we have a call to action for the month of February, yep. and that's going to be tag a friend. So on so all your social media networks, make sure you tag a friend, invite them to listen to the podcast. By doing so, you just never know who you're helping. Um, and yep. each person that we tag in the process that spreads out, it's like a, you know, like a fountain going up. It's a touching and it's landing everywhere. So we want to make sure we're tagging a friend. Also, if you know of anybody or if you yourself is interested in life coaching, um, please visit us at changeyourlifestorynow.com. There is a contact page there. You can put your information in. We still have the 30-day, uh, excuse me, a 30-minute coaching consultation that is at no cost to you. So we would love to have you uh, join us for that, get you started. And if they, if they, if they sign up yep. or if they go to the contact page and sign up, they'll also get an email letter Yep. once a month. We're not going to onion date, you nope. know, a bunch of letters. And they'll also get this right here, the free PDF, mm -hmm. my devotional, he in the, I mean, uh, 30 day devotional to wholeness. And you guys have done that one. You know, that yeah. that works too. Yeah, so that's great. That, right. yeah. And then, and then um, also, yeah, it's a great, it's a great one to do together for couples. Definitely. Um, we also have our foundation, which is the Courageous Healers Foundation, and we are a nonprofit, and we have um, a call out for donations. We run strictly on donations. We have several people who uh, seek 
therapy, or I shouldn't say therapy, coaching, counseling, things like that from us. And sometimes they don't have a lot of money. So it's your donations. Uh, we have several people, thank you, thank you, that donate on a monthly basis. We have people that do a one-time donation. If finances is not an area for you, don't worry about that. We just ask that you keep us in prayer that this foundation will continue to grow, continue to, to reach those that are really truly mm -hmm. in need of the help that they need for healing from you know trauma, from we do marriage counseling, we do pre-marriage mm -hmm. counseling, Symbus, uh, we, we have a lot of fun with that. So um, if you have it on your heart, we ask that you addiction, just, trauma. Mm -hmm. we have it on your heart. Just uh, if you can make that donation, we would love it. You can also get that to, to that page through changeyourlifestorynow.com. And then you have your beautiful books, books. right? That's one's yours. I know. Let me do this one first. Okay, you do that one first. So we have our book in Spanish place. now. It's, it's Healing the Wounded Child Within, but I like to read it in Spanish. It's Sana la Sareria del Niño Interior. <laughs> so this is available on Amazon. Yeah, on Amazon and paperback and Kindle. Yep. Now we have the original English version, Healing the Wounded Child Within, on Amazon, paperback, Kindle, and Audible would be like to listen to them. So oh, that's what I'm doing. Listen on Amazon, grab them. This book has helped countless people so far that I know of. Yep. Um, still so helping people. Still helping people. So it's a book of hope and healing. So yeah. Go to Amazon and pick yours up. Yeah. So, so thanks again, guys, yeah, for joining it. us. We love you guys so much. And we're going to be hitting the road sometime this summer or maybe early spring. We're going to be coming your way. Well, it'll be, it'll be <laughs> perfect. Yeah. It'll be coming your way. Yeah. So. Anyways, come in uh, March in tornado season. Oh, good. We'll be there then. <laughs> <laughs> you want to close this out? Bring your fishing pole. Just close this out. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, <laughs> you've never done that to me. You got me confused. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, that's it's why easy. you're blonde. That's easy. You're the blonde, not me. Okay. Close this out. <laughs> so, thanks for joining us, everybody. Hope you got a lot out of this. Uh, this episode and we'll catch you on the next episode and remember if nobody tells you they love you they randy does kathy does more importantly god, god does, does. Be, be blessed left. everybody have a great week this has been healing courageously with randy boyd we will have a new episode every monday please like us on itunes or google play if you would like to know more about the services available from randy please visit him at changeyourlifestorynow.com. Thank you for spending time with us. We'll see you next week. And remember, if nobody tells you they love you today, Randy does. <laughs>